If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome mm. to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a returning guest. I think this is probably your, what, fourth time on the show? Maybe third or fourth time? Fourth time now. Yeah, it's, it's been a few times. And, you know, like, I feel like there's some guests I've had on the show uh, over the course of doing this that I, I just am happy to have on whenever. And, I mean, you know, I usually when I have you on the show, I try to do it when there's something uh, happening in, in your, your musical but... life. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we even need to do the, for, the the typical, like, introduce yourself, because you are Jay Wood, and people know you, and, you know, you've been on the show before, you've been very active in the local music scene, and beyond, uh, for the past number of years, you had a very uh, successful uh, LP that came out uh, relatively recently that we've talked about on the show as well, and oh, yeah. uh, now you're back on the show, and uh, you have a new I EP out. Got a new EP, which, kind of, funny enough, does the thing I said I wouldn't do the last time, where you were like... Are you just going to keep putting out the, like, I don't know, the doubles of every version? I'm like, no, of course not. And then I put out a different version of Thank You. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, if, if you have them, I guess you can, right? I guess there's nothing nothing that, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> obviously, the new EP is something we want to talk about. And Ooh. But first of all, let's just start with uh, what's going on with you uh, personally. You're moving away from Winnipeg. I am moving away from Winnipeg. Yeah, it's the biggest one. Um, yeah, I'm moving at the end of September. I'm feeling pretty excited about that. I, you know, I've been a, I'm Winnipeg born and raised. So I've been here my whole life, and I think just at a point now, I just turned the big three zero in uh, in August, and I was like, whoa, you know, I got to do something. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about doing this for a long time, but I think, you know, it just feels kind of nice to be making such a shift in life. At that at this point in my life, rather than when I was like twenty years old and yeah. had no idea who the fuck I was or what the fuck I was doing, so yeah, feeling feeling ready, feeling excited, feeling good about it. And you're going to Montreal, right? Going to Montreal, yeah. I mean, that's the first step, and then who knows where else after that? But just something different. Is this uh, does this kind of coincide with with sort of the uh, the way that your music has taken off? I mean, you know, you, you got signed a few years back. You've put out this mm. record that was you know long listed for the the Polaris Prize is getting a lot of attention. Does all of that sort of tie into the reason for maybe uh, leaving Winnipeg? Um, not necessarily. I think that stuff is like also like is all really great and amazing. But I think it's just like I I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it had any direct correlation to music at all. I think it was just like. I just need a mental change. I've been sure. here forever. <laughs> I've seen so much things, so many things come and go, and I'm I'm just like feeling ready to just experience some different things from a different angle. And I also kind of want to miss this place too. When I'm in it, it's just like I'm, I'm I kind of resent it, but like 
anytime I'm away from it, I'm just like, oh, nice. I got to come back and be like, oh, feel held by this place. So I think I'm in a weird hater time. I feel like I've been a hater for two, for a while. So I'm like, ah, oh, I got to shift that. Why? But also, oh, sorry. Go I, on. No, I was going to say, it, it, it seems like it's the true thing, though, that everyone who moves away eventually comes back, whether it's permanently or whether they just come back. Like, I know so many people who have moved and said, I'm never coming back to Winnipeg. And then, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years later, they're living here again or, or something's exactly. happening. So it, it, it draws you. The city, like, sucks you 100%. back in. I'm not leaving on bad terms though. Like I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm leaving on my terms, which makes it that way. You know, it's like it would have been hard to, if I was like, man, I've I've burned every bridge or I've like you know exhausted all my resources and now I just have to be here. But like I'm like, oh, I feel like Winnipeg would be fine if I was still here. But like moving, I get the chance to really appreciate it and see have some contrasting experiences. So yeah, I'm, I, I think also the music things are, it's a quietly it's it's about that too i think i kind of also just want to see what else is out there and yeah be in a new community and all those things just to feel inspired again and rejuvenated because yeah i've been doing this for a minute now yeah you have you have yeah i I think the first time you were on the show was like 2016 or something which is uh you know it's a while ago now that's that's wait maybe 17 it was it was somewhere in there though it was like it was it's been was it 2018? I think it was 2018. Okay, okay. I knew it was. It was in the teens, though, for sure, right? So I mean, it's, yeah, it yeah. was in the teens. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's a minute. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Been doing it for a minute. Feels like it's only just getting started, which is crazy. Yeah, so. well, it, it is kind of crazy because I guess your first your first uh, album came out in like what 2019 or so, right? 2019, yeah. And but and it does then, seem like you're just getting started. It seems like you know all this work you've put into this point is sort of finally starting to pay off. Yeah, I mean, which is a really great feeling. It's just like, oh, man, it's not going to just happen overnight. And I think it's harder than it's ever been now to, you know, make the thing happen and make the reality just because, you know, as much as I hate to like the social, like the whole landscape of it is completely different now. You know, you can blow up on TikTok and that that equals a career in music somehow or, you know, you can make trash music that somehow connects at the right time. And it's like, all right, cool. So a lot of it is up in in the air, but it's nice to know that if if you just kind of do the thing well and you know just work with right the right people and just have a great community supporting you, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, you've kind of done it the sort of the more traditional way uh, of just plugging away at it until until it it kind of hit where, where the people it needs to hit. Totally. Yeah, I feel like I. I will even will work it on the last album. I was like, if this album isn't it, I probably would have been like, all right, I did the thing. I had my experience with it. But, you know, after the label signing, I was like, I, I guess I bought myself a couple more years in this thing. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. You know, I may as well make this into a thing while I'm doing it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah well, it's, I'm, glad, glad, I'm glad it's working out for you. Um, oh, the, thanks, Sam. The EP that you just put out, I mean, this is, like Ooh. you said at the beginning, I mean, the, there's some kind of, uh, some retreads, I guess, <laughs> from the previous album. <laughs> but, retread. Right, right, right. But, I mean, this is, is this just kind of like more of a placeholder sort of between that album and then whatever you have coming next? Or, or was it something that you really wanted to release as its own sort of uh, um, piece of music? Yeah, it feels like that, like, I, I feel like, like Dirk was originally going to be on the album and it just didn't line up properly. Like, um, like uh, Jacob portrait who uh, produced or co-produced. Thank you. On the last time he was actually going to produce that track, but we spent so much time on thank you that we ran out of time. And I was like, okay, oh, but the song is so solid. I should do something with it. So I just finished it myself or I finished it at a collector studios. And obviously will and art will always help me with that stuff. But 
yeah, got got that finished. I was like, all right, you know what? I, I could put it out as a single, but I also had Heavy Eyes, which was another song that um, was going to be on the album. But that song, if, if for anyone that's heard, it's like, it's got a lot going on. And I'm like, man, I don't know how or how this fits on this thing, but it's just, I, I kind of fucked with it. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. And, you know, with that, and then I was like, okay, what else? I, like, I If I can get like two more songs, three more songs, I can put it out as an EP, which, you know, like putting out two songs nowadays, it's like, I feel like it, that immediately looks like it's rolling something out. So I was like, <laughs> I got to, I just got to put it out as a package deal type thing. So putting, you know, the, the original version of Thank You on there was kind of a no brainer because it's like, well, I'm not done talking about slingshot yet because as soon as I start talking about the next thing, that whole, I can no longer talk about that anymore. So. I think the idea of like putting out the EP that's like an extension of that was like, sweet, I get another year to talk about this album, which I think every artist should spend as long as they actually want to talking about one album rather than being like, talked about this album for a year, done with it, got to talk about the next thing. It's like, ah, that's yeah. so much fucking work. It's just so much work. I just want to appreciate the effort and time that went into it and celebrate it as much as I can before I, I am done talking about it. And on to the next thing. Well, and I guess this gives you the chance to expand on some of the themes too, right? I mean, to, to, to exactly. give, give more more detail, I guess, of what you were trying to say with, with Slingshot. 100%. I've been like doing this like Instagram write-up thing of going through each track of Slingshot. And I'm like, every time I'm like, I don't know who's, if anyone fucks with this or whatever, but like now I'm at like track eight. I'm like, I, I have to fit. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, like, I'm so far in it. Like, had it been like one track of like no one fucked with it, I would have just like deleted it. But I'm like, shit, I'm I'm so far in and I gotta keep it going now. And it's sick. Like I think I'm I'm trying to line it up so by the time the last one comes out, it's like, all right, I'm moving. And it kind of just like really cements like the end of like of an era for slingshot, but also just for, for life in general. Yeah, so. yeah. That's 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 good timing to to make that all work mm-hmm. out like that. Daily party, thanks for all the tears I've been. Daily party, so hard, but 
<laughs> so I was reading on your, I think it was on the Bandcamp page uh, for the EP. Uh, first of all, there's a cover song on, on this EP. There and, is a cover. And we can get into the cover in a second, but the one thing that stood out to me in the description on the Bandcamp page, and I'm not sure if you wrote that or someone wrote that for you, but um, it mentioned that this, the, the, the album that this is a, this song was originally on, uh, that you're covering, was the first record you'd listened to a long time start to finish? Like, as a full... <laughs> And that that, I, that jumped out to me because I mean that's the only way I listen to music. Like I'm still set in my old old ways of of just putting the thing on <laughs> and leaving we'll it to play seen. the whole thing, right? So that was almost mm-hmm. like shocking to me. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I think what I meant by that was like it's the first album I like kind of was like waiting for it to come out, and I got it. And the second it came out, I just sat there and just like sat in one place yeah. and listened to it, rather than like I feel like a lot of albums that I listen to because. Maybe that wasn't fully accurate. It's like I'm doing something while listening to it. For sure. But that was the first album in a long time where it's like, I'm just going to listen to this album. And I did nothing else other than I was like laying in bed just listening to it, which is a very weird setting to listen to. The album in, that I'm talking about is uh, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. It's like laying in bed late at night listening to that album. It's like it's a pretty hype, kind of fun album. But I was like, I don't know. I was really stoked about it for whatever, like, just felt like a very charged album and i was like i'm just gonna listen to it and yeah it was nice to just experience that i'm like fuck i have not like laid in bed listening to music in so long so it was like really nice and i remember listening to it in one go and then going to the like going to the studio and i think that day it was i think we were working on just saying honestly and I was like, I, no matter what, I cannot put anything that I've just absorbed into the album. And I was like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Because anytime I'm like working on a project, I kind of stop listening to music in a way. Like a lot of people will talk about that period when they're like working on an album and like, all right, no more new ideas. We lock them all down and we just work with what we got. And like, I kind of like broke the code to listen to that album. I was like, ah, shit, no, <laughs> nothing gets let in, nothing gets let in. However, and this kind of segues into the cover, I was like, I like this enough that I want to kind of celebrate and like kind of encapsulate this moment. So covering Sweet off there was a challenge for sure, but it was like a really fun time. And I am so grateful to Brett Tizon for helping me with that one because that would have been a very, very hard song to do on my own. And it's crazy to believe that one person did it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that like going back to the the way you listen to the album, I think you're right though. A lot of people don't listen to records that way anymore. I mean, I'm guilty of that too, of, of having it on the background, listening start to finish. Sure. But, but doing, you know, doing work or doing the dishes or whatever else Hopefully. is happening. And yeah, it's, 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 it is like a lost thing of just sitting there and fully immersing yourself in, in, in a record. Totally. I was listening to a quest love interview and he was talking about the day that, um, songs in the key of life came out and his whole family just put it on a record and they just sat and listened to it. I'm like, that is so insane to have people that just waited for the thing. They put it on, they all just sit and talk to it and just like have a listening party and just like actually absorb the thing. It's like, man, being a little more intentional is kind of the, the move, I think, to try to find those moments as much as possible. And I think, you know, that also even circles back into the move as well. Like, I feel too comfortable to even be intentional here anymore. Okay. I think because I've been in Winnipeg for so long because I've established myself in the communities, like there's this like kind of like I can just chill and not really have to try type thing. And I'm like, ew, I kind of don't want that now. I want to get, I want to earn that. I feel like I've sure I've done a lot, but I, I think 
I want to be intentional about how that feels to me as well. It's like, I kind of, I'm still hungry in, in the asp and the idea of like still wanting to do a lot of things. I still have a lot of goals I want to do. And I think, yeah, being intentional with like the time and effort of like, where am I getting my energy? What am I putting my energy into? Yeah. So I think it all kind of circles back into that.
think that winnipeg has um like do you hear winnipeg on your music on, on your songs like when you listen back is there something about the city that is kind of i mean obviously it's gonna rub off on you because you're from here and you you grew up here and you're playing shows here and you know all this stuff but yeah. is there like a winnipegness to your music that you you think might change to my music yeah, personally yeah, yeah is there a winnipegness to my music because I don't think it's as obvious if it is as a lot of other people. Some people are very, very Winnipeg, and you can just yeah, you can, you can hear it like bleeding right through. And not that it's a bad thing that yours doesn't, but yours I think is maybe a little harder to pinpoint where it's coming from. I I think mine doesn't for the sheer. F- and I said this in an interview like some point last year, I think. And I said it, and I was like, oh shit, that's an interesting point. Where it's like I think I write from the perspective of escapism a lot of the time, from not from the idea of being where I'm at. Right. So it's like. It doesn't sound like Winnipeg because I'm never in the men- like the headspace of like I'm I'm in my my wherever I'm playing music and like reflecting on this. It's like no, I'm actually miles away. I'm not even in this physical place. I'm in my brain. I'm in whatever universe I craft and build build for myself. And that can look like this. I can feel like this. So I think because of that, I don't think there's a Winnipeg sound in it. Yeah. Well, you're also doing something that's maybe sonically a little different than a lot of other Winnipeg artists as well, right? I mean, I don't know of, of too many people who are doing something that really is the same. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole of what genre are you because it's like, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, right? Like, I can't think of any real, real like immediate comparables that are doing the same thing as you are. And so that maybe is part of the reason why it doesn't necessarily have that, that local feel to it, even though it, it does in a weird like way that I can't explain. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny, like, I think, and I was actually just talking about this today, but like Winnipeg is a very unique city in the sense that if you are doing something that's very much in your own lane, you can have that experience of like, you're your only per- the only person doing it. And that's really sick. And you won't see a lot of clone bands or a lot of yeah. people doing the same thing. But so it means like there's everyone gets their room to do the thing. But I think a lot of people maybe get lost in the idea that because you're doing your own thing, it means it's like, I don't know. Um, Damn, I feel like I have to like watch everything I'm saying. <laughs> That's all that we're li- doing it live, but like I don't know because you're doing your own thing. It's like I don't know. It's easy to get really distracted by um, noise and a lot of other opinion and things. I-, I think you can. Even when I was first playing shows in Winnipeg, I, I I felt like I was lacking the Winnipeg sound so much that I started trying to make music to sound like it to fit into the community. Oh, really? And I- yeah, like actually, like the first couple songs I was doing, like as soon as I was asked to play a show, I was like, oh, let me write some songs just to kind of sound more like the bands that are playing around me. And I was like, these songs are fucking ass. They're so shitty. And I was like, you, 
<laughs> and I was like not having a good time. So I was like, all right, let me just go back to what I was doing. And yeah, that's kind of the stuff that made me find my confidence and find my stride and feel good about the whole songwriting thing. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting. They they you they you tried to force it and it didn't it didn't it didn't, didn't work. It pan out for me, yeah. It's like I don't know. It's like I being like being from Winnipeg, it's like I don't know, it's something weird. I I mean, a lot has happened to maybe kind of help this to make this more a thing where it's like, I, I haven't felt part of Winnipeg in a long time. I think that's a combination of the pandemic, you know, sure. loss of family and like the whole label thing. It's like, I feel like people maybe look at me differently now. <laughs> I look at the city differently now. I think my attachments and like things just feel different. It's like also because of the pandemic, I didn't have like an organic you know, exit or like maneuvering out of this community. So it's like, I went back in and I'm like, who the fuck are all these goddamn kids? Like, what the fuck is going on? Shows feel weird and different now. And I'm like, ew, I don't feel like I fit in anymore. And it's just weird. And I still want to go to shows. I still want to put on shows. I still want to, you know, be a part of the community, but I just feel weird about it. So, yeah, I think, the thing. I, I think the pandemic. It definitely didn't help with that, right? Because yeah. going going to shows after the pandemic, it, it still feels weird to go shows now. Okay, like, sure. for, okay. for me anyway. But I, I like I'm ten years older than you, eleven years older than you. So like for me, I, I, all these fucking kids, like they're, <laughs> they're like, I, I they're like, like for you specifically, the, the, you're, the you're such a pivotal part of the community. That's like it makes sense that you're at those shows. Like you gotta be at those shows. It's like you see Sam from Witch Police. You're like, oh hell yeah! I remember the first time I saw you at the Park Theater. I was yeah. like. I would love to do an interview with you. It's like, I was so stoked because I knew what that meant. And I was just like, shit, we got the attention of the right people in the community. So keep going to shows, Sam. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <I hold you>? yeah, <laughs> we need you at shows, man. But no, just the idea. Yeah, I, thank you. I appreciate that. But the idea of like, of you know, all these kids, right? Like you were just saying, I mean, they, totally. it definitely seems like like these kids are getting younger and younger and doing <laughs> insane things musically too. It's like there's people yes, who are like time. 20 years old. And it's just how did you... How did you come up with this? Like, this is crazy. And yeah, it's, it's insane. Like I was actually just talking about like back in, when I j first joined the community, they were like, like, yeah, like you were just saying, like a bunch of new bands that were like so good, so quickly, so early. And I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like, I, I, I'm just like, what's the point of even doing the thing? But like, they were just like, oh, it's just a hobby. It's like, it's just what we do or me. I'm just like forcing the thing or not forcing it, but like working on the thing. Yeah. It's just like, man. A lot of talented kids, you know, they have that. Uh, I hate that I'm even using this language. It's disgusting. I'm like talented kids. I'm like you, but like, yeah, it's just a lot of talented people getting into music early enough and being like excited enough about it to do it all the time, to be at the shows, to, and honestly, being able to be on social media with the attention span that they have. That I, I don't, I don't have that ability. Yeah, that I don't right. have that capacity anymore. So, it's a it's a crazy advantage to be young. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, uh, but being being older, I got history on my side. I got experience. I got all the things that are needed for the longevity part of it. So That's right. You've been through all the all the shit that they haven't learned about all yet. All the ups and downs. All the ups and downs. I remember Big Fun. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> These kids can't talk about Big Fun. They can talk about Big Sun, but they can't talk about Big Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, uh, you, before you go, though, you, you are doing a, a farewell show, right? Doing a farewell show at the Goodwill, of course, um, with Ami Chun and several um, DJs in 
I the IO um sound construct group, which Hayden Mackay has kind of put together. Um yeah, he's been really, really busy with that and making sure that there's a DJ community within Winnipeg, which didn't exist prior to the pandemic that I was fully aware of. I could be completely wrong or talking off base, but yeah, I'm happy that so many friends that I know or so many people I know are just into DJing and have good taste in music. So I was like, sweet, let's do something together and just put the show together at the Goodwill because it feels like it ends where it begins type. And yeah, I'm stoked about that.
when you've been DJing too, I keep seeing your name showing up on posters and stuff. It was like DJ That's set by J. Oh, it's the funniest thing ever. Like I learned how to DJ maybe less than a year ago. Like I've wanted to DJ for years, for years, for years. I've wanted to learn how to DJ, but finally, actually, Anthony Sani taught me how to DJ. And then I learned from Hayden, and then I learned from Jason and Brett, LMAO, and like I kind of just watched them, and I slowly picked up something. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm obviously not going to be DJing like them because they're all fucking really good at DJing. But I was like, I know how to transition between songs I like. That's enough for me. I'm going to just do that. And yeah, it feels like I kind of cheated the system by just making a new job for myself. It's like, I can DJ, and I'm like, I feel an insane amount of imposter syndrome because it's like there are better DJs like actually like <laughs> if you want like a really good DJ Hayden Jason and Brett Anthony those are your guys and, 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 and like Adam Collier as well but like I'm just like the guy that's just like I like some songs I do D like Jay what's the thing I do and I DJ I guess and that's cool oh my god it was so fucked up there was a guy a big son that was like um Oh man, it's so cool to see you playing shows. I'm like, what do you mean, man? He's like, aren't you a DJ? I'm like, what the hell? Like, I was almost insulted. I was like, you no, I, I I do that, but this is the thing I do. I play shows and make music, but crazy people don't know who the fuck I am. No, that's, that's kind of cool. That is that is cool. Yeah. Well, it's a good too because you have like an alternate way to uh to to do stuff too musically, right? I mean, yeah. if you can't play a show, I mean, it's DJ is a little bit easier to. To, to show up somewhere and do right that's exactly the whole thing behind it. it's like i don't want to play solo shows it doesn't make any sense for what i do it's yeah. like me with an acoustic is not going to make any it's just not going to do the song justice but me doing a dj set is cool because i listen to a lot of music i'm always listening to new music download an hour's worth of music happily fill that hour for a person and just be like here's some songs that i like and cool you we got to hang, we got to chat, we got to be in a space because I think the thing that's really grounded me within Winnipeg is that I've never, I've never let any of the stuff that has happened over the course of like the label, like all like the players, like it's not gotten to my head to the point of like, I'm, I'm beyond these people. I'm like, I'm still such a, like an approachable, personable person. Like I'll be at shows, I'll be hanging at everyone's thing. I'll be like, just in the trenches with everybody. So I think being able to DJ is like a nice chill way of just being able to be in the crowd while still having a thing to do within it. Yeah. It's like being at the party and cleaning up at the party, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there, there is, there is actually like a, um, I mean, uh, enough of a skill to it that you're playing music that yes, you like, but also the other mm -hmm. people will like enough that they'll want to hear it. Cause I, I've, I've, I've mm -hmm. attempted to DJ a couple times and I mean, okay. this is like 15 years ago and these were at reggae nights and I listened to massive amounts of reggae and like, but, okay. but I mean, I'm listening. I'm, I was playing stuff that I wanted to hear, which would be like, Man. you know, a nine minute dub song that no one can dance to because it's like, it's you know, true. three minutes of just straight echo or, or like, listen, there's some really, really like, like hardcore, like gangster dance hall stuff, which again, you can't really yeah. dance to. And both times I tried it, it was like, no one's on the floor. I'm enjoying myself playing records. That yeah, I, like, but, like, I don't get it. Why is it? Yeah, no one yeah, having a yeah. you know, it's fun. Like I just, just had an experience with a DJ, very similar in that headspace of, they were into their set and it looked like the crowd was very much not into the set. And that kind of was a bummer on the night because I think everyone just wanted to dance. And unfortunately that just isn't what happened for, for the crowd. Yeah. I think but, you need to, you need to take that into consideration. And I obviously didn't that like maybe other people might want to hear this too, rather than just like, <laughs> I've got loud noises. I can hear, you know, 
Yeah, it's like you're the guy with the microphone, so like you got to pick and choose. I, I think, yeah, it's it's a, a looking up and reading the room is very important, which is something <laughs> I think I'm very lucky that I get to do in performing. It's like, is, are people fucking with this? Or, but I don't think I've figured out how to like get people back into the thing if they aren't. So it's it's all a practice. I think DJing will help me perform better and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, right I think on. DJing. I'll get better at that too, and I'll get better at performing. So, yeah. Are you hoping to to do more DJ gigs once you moved? Um, I think so. Yeah, I was hope. I I actually want to like. I don't just want to be like a okay DJ. I do want to get better at it. I want to be confident at it, and I want to feel really like I want to be as good as the guys that taught me how to do it, so I can like feel less of like an imposter. So, shout out to Sound Construct, to Hayden, to to Anthony, to Jason and Brad for. You know, kind of holding it down in the music space for for Winnipeg, but like, yeah, I want to be on that level where I can be pretty confident that I can DJ an event. Well, I mean, I've, I've DJed a few events now, and I can comfortably do that, but I want to be like very confidently doing it for sure. So, hopefully. So, if people want to hear uh, the new EP, what's the best way to to check that out? Yeah, it's on all the streaming platforms. Um, so, Spotify, Apple Music. Deezer, Amazon Music. Shout out to Amazon Music for putting that fucking billboard up in Toronto. That was crazy. That's cool, so, yeah. Very cool. So thank you to I mean if Amazon, if you're watching, thank you for, for that. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, it's wherever people listen to music, it's on there. And it's on Bandcamp and SoundCloud as well. And then as far as, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, obviously you're moving, you have, you, have a, you have a going away show and then you're moving. Um, what's yep. the best way, for, because someone could be hearing this a year from now, maybe they're in Montreal, maybe you're touring, maybe you're coming back to Winnipeg for a show, whatever. Sure. What's the best way to find out about upcoming show dates and things like that? I think Instagram is the one. It's like the, it's the, it, it's the Facebook for my generation. That might make sense to you. It might not. No, it I does, don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah. Face, it's Instagram is definitely the way. And I, yeah, I feel like I'll definitely be visiting Winnipeg here and there. Like I'm, I love, I love Winnipeg. We're not on bad terms. We just need some time away from each other, you know? So yeah, I'll be around.
This is it with this, you're making.